0: Hello, welcome to Monday Night Babble, uh, myself and Steve, old school like the Babble screen Steve, hello, how are you sir? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, um, both of us had an interesting week, end of the week weekend, would you mm. say?
1: I'd say yours sounds more painful than mine
0: No, don't think so, I think yours <laughs> is actually serious, mine is being a bag of dung in the gym um, So folks, I accidentally dropped... Uh, weights on my ribs on Friday morning in the gym and ended up with bruised ribs. And let me tell you, I wish it upon all of you. It is torturous. I've broke ribs before and it, it is as sore, but it's just not as uh, limitating. So, like, I can still move, like, and driving the car is sore, but I can still do things like that. But a sneeze is, is a life or death situation at the minute. <laughs> A sneeze and a fart, their life or death situations at the moment. Um, I'm so... not
1: long after, reco- like, so I broke, just after Christmas, I broke two ribs and dislocated, or they call it a dislocation of the rib, but what it actually is, is the the cartilage ripping off the rib. Um, And I've broken ribs before. I've broken ribs and had to have my lungs checked to make sure I hadn't punctured them at all. But bruised ribs is worse than at all. Like bruised ribs is horrific because there's nothing you can do. There's very little in terms of what they'll do in terms of pain treatment. It's awful. <laughs> so you have my it, The
0: the doctor in, in Craig and E was an absolute hero. He, he said, um, good news for you, um, they're not broken, but um they're 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 more than likely bruised because to get it fully uh, you had to go through a CT scan and he wasn't going to put me through a CT scan when they weren't broken. I understand completely because the health service up here is absolutely on its to give you a... And we will talk about sport in a minute, folks. And I will <laughs> let Steve, if he wants to, talk about his week. Um, and if he wants to. I had to get examined in a hallway, uh, like more or less. Like, the, like I was in the doorway of a room sort of thing, but I had my top off, get my rooms checked. And then I had to stand in that hallway waiting to go into the x-ray room, come back out, and a woman was, lying beside, was sitting on a bed beside me in a neck brace getting ready to go down for a CT. Like, it, like whatever you say about the health service the minute up here, and I know people give off because there's so many rules and restrictions and different things, but they're under a copious... They're under too much stress, and I have, I have so much respect for anyone, everyone working on it. So I thought it was brilliant. Anyone that listens to this that maybe works in health service um in northern ireland anyway like thank you so much for what you're doing it was brilliant and he sent me on my merry way anyway with with bruised ribs after my ad he had prodded them with his finger which was not ideal (laughs) Um, but he told me he told me the bruised nothing else damaged uh you'll be okay it's just gonna take a wee while to recover and yeah it's been a ropey enough three days folks fun times
1: fun times Yeah, well, like I mean, had my own had my own visit um, to our health service. Uh, I have, uh, for anyone who doesn't know at this stage, for the like five people who might follow me, I haven't mentioned this to. I have a condition called trigeminal neuralgia, which is a chronic pain condition. Uh, Long, long story short, brought about by shingles in my case. um, That collapse the trigeminal nerve in my face so that's the nerve that goes from here all the way down to here and all the way down to here uh, and it's the reason i have a beard because i can't shave because of the pain um and sometimes so i have two types I've typical and atypical um trigeminal neurology so typical is that you have uh bouts of horrific pain like it's one of the world's most painful medical conditions like i i've always described it as like if you have you ever stepped on a piece of lego yes or something sharp like something sharp plug -plug. it's like that except you've landed on the piece of lego or the upturned plug from a height of about 50 foot and there's an electric charge running through it like it can't describe how bad the pain is so like those attacks are rare but when they come it is like you think you're going to die and 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 i had like two of them back to back very very quickly over the weekend so i I needed i needed just to see something to make sure there was nothing else underlying going on but like the problem is that like i the atypical trigeminal neuralgia is like constant pain so that's a pain i have in my face at all times where it feels like um there's someone literally standing on my face at all times, on the left-hand side of my face. Um, So I walk around at about a four out of 10 on the pain scale. Your bruised ribs are probably around a six on the scale they use for for pain. And my face that four all the time. Um, So what I get, like those typical attacks, um, they come in about nine or 10. And that's the same as like the skin come peeling off after you've been burned or boiled. So. Um, oh my god if that wants to give context but like the thing is you you get used to it like you Mm. you become like i laugh and joke about it all the time because i have to um but it means that like i do stupid stuff like i walked around last year for six weeks with a broken arm not realizing because was not strong enough for me to go and get it checked out um, I've broken bones several times, and it's only been weeks and weeks later that I've gone and got an X-ray because something hasn't felt right or whatever. Uh, I, walked yeah. to, I walked around, I walked around with a broken ankle just before Christmas for what was it like nearly a week? Um, so it does give you superpowers as well in the sense that your pain threshold is really high. But it's and we will we will talk about football and sport now in a minute. But it's funny I was talking to someone who's a. Who studied neurology and brain chemistry and and all of that? And I was giving out because I'm, I got an exercise bike recently. Like and, they I, I've been doing all the workouts. And I've been doing them really really well and stuff. And like they keep saying on like the the hip videos and stuff like that, you're gonna feel amazing after you do this. And I don't feel anything. I just feel like what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> like, and so I was saying like, do, do does everyone not get like? Do some people just not release endorphins after, after <laughs> the exercise? And what she said to me was because I don't feel pain at the level that other people feel pain at. So an endorphin is released to counteract pain. It's the joy you feel after exercise because that's your body saying that exercise was worth doing, do it again. I don't feel it because I don't feel pain the way like a standard person does or whatever like that. So I don't get the benefit from exercise. So to do exercise, as anyone who's met me will know, not very often, but, like, to do exercise, I have to, like, there's, I get no joy from it whatsoever. Not a single ounce of joy or uh, elation or that. And, you know, people talk about they go for a run and they get a buzz. I never get any of that since I hurt since my face, um, since I got the shingles and then the trigeminal neurology developed after that. So take care of your body. You only have one of them. Oh,
0: like, gold i i obviously i know being your mate i've known about this so i know um but we were all all of us were worried when we you you didn't you weren't able to come on last thursday and we hadn't heard from you and then obviously folks just because know we also have a whatsapp group that is very active happily and um, then steve let us know where he was and we were all in shock what had gone on but thankfully uh, as you can see as he's neck and the a bulmer's there he's uh, he's made a full recovery um and he's actually gonna to apologize tonight to someone folks which i i actually think is unheard of i think who, if some of his friends or family hear this they'll probably be like oh god steve actually is sick again let's get him sorted Um, we will move on now to talk about sport i want to start if that's okay Steve by just saying uh hop the liverpool women they got promoted in style. beat bristol 4-2 yesterday they're back they're back in the wsl And even today, Jurgen Klopp mentioned it, and people have listened this before. We've said about it in here. They weren't treated right the last time. Now Liverpool, hopefully, football club has has learned from this, and now they will be well looked after. And this will be a sustained and a prolonged spell and stay in the WSL, and they'll progress and we'll see them in the Champions League and we'll see them challenging things where they should be. But brilliant, well done, girls! Uh, A buzzing like if if you've. Like me, if if you're a Liverpool fan, and you follow Twitter, you'll see a lot of it now. There's been a lot more good work done media-wise and publicity-wise with the women's team. There's a lot more active. There's a few podcasts. There's other main podcasts that uh, fe- fe- feature them regularly, which is brilliant. And uh, law may continue. So, class. Hopefully, yeah, get a no, rap like yeah. Chelsea and Arsenal, and end of next season, which would be great.
1: Yeah, like we know that, like with the Arsenal Chelsea, it probably been. Streets ahead of United and Liverpool, and then United probably yeah. been a bit ahead of Liverpool and stuff like that. But obviously, there's a huge Irish interest in, in Liverpool at Leanne Kiernan and Meg mm-hmm. Campbell and E. Faye. So I think it's it's great. That it's, it's, yeah, it's great that, like, there's the, like you said, the knowledge, the, the, the easiest thing to do with women's football is to be embarrassed by how you treated it. Liverpool would have just owned. The fact that they haven't treated treated it as well as they should have, and they, they it's paying off this year. And like you said, it's, hopefully they stick around in the the Super League. You'd imagine that like they will, given the strength of that squad. And I mean, they what it was a fairly comfortable win in the league. Like they've won it with like you know what? How was it? Four games to spare. Like yeah, yeah. Um, one one lost all season. So. You think they're, they're, they're good enough to stick around and then, you know, you establish yourself and you challenge then the the Chelsea, Arsenal, United this year or this world. Even City, I suppose, to a certain extent, that women's team is starting to come together as well in the Super League. So it's it's in a way, it's kind of disheartening that like the, the big men's clubs are dominating women's football as well. But it's actually brilliant at the same time that they're treating it seriously and they're, they're acting the way they should have been doing for years. I mean, we saw with the, the Barcelona-Madrid uh, Champions League game last week, 91,000 people there. And people were talking about it being a world record. Um, but I was reading about Mexico hosting uh, 18 international women's tournaments um, in the 70s. Um, I think it was maybe 74. And, like, they had a crowd of over 110,000 for the final. Um, and then women's women's football just disappeared for 30 years. Um and it's brilliant that it's back because if you watch it, if you sit down and you look at it, I mean the gap in quality gets smaller absolutely every single season. Mm-hmm. And it has its it has it has its teething difficulties in terms of organisation. We've seen that with like the international game especially, and the gulf in class between sides in in international football is is huge compared to to the men's game. It, you know, it's, it's more akin to rugby in terms of the number of nations who can compete, say, compared to, you know, men's football. But that doesn't mean it's not closing that gap very, very quickly and very, very well.
0: Yeah, no, it's... And for Liverpool too, like, Rizal Furness, BBC Sports, Persona, BBC and I, Sports Personality of the Year, Northern Ireland women are going to the Euros. Lyric could have been promoted, she's on one, like she is absolutely flying. So from that point of view, from up here, obviously the, the Irish women's team as well, they're gonna qualify for a tournament soon. Like they have yeah, too, like too much talent. Right,
1: like, yeah, and they're doing all the right things. Like you, you yeah. get in a highly respected coach, you put money behind it, it's amazing, and you get people to like it's the 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 the, the motto for women's GAA here has been can't can't see, can't be. And that's so true. Like if if you're not seeing these players on television, if you're not seeing them in magazine features, if you're not reading about them on the athletic or whatever the case may be, then you never know about them. And you're not inspired by yeah. them, and it's not just about inspiring young girls. It's about inspiring young boys as well. Like that's the thing. Like these are these players are role models for men and women, yeah. uh, and I think. That's a conversation that I'm glad we're moving and we're moving into like proper analysis of women's football as well and women's yeah. sport in general. It's not just patting them patting them on the head and saying, Aren't we great, aren't we great because we've put money behind it? Yeah. There's proper criticism when things don't go well, and that's good. That's what we need from sport. So
0: yeah. That Ireland's the probably Ireland women's team is obviously stacked with talent now. like such a good football team. Like and it's weird, like just before we move on, like International football, for the Republic of Ireland at the minute, is in a very good place, senior-wise. And, obviously, there's a lot of youth talent coming through as well. Things are looking on the up, Steve? Or is it too
1: early to say? Or uh, It's not too early to say. It's been... it, it like I uh, The last time Ireland, the Republic, played in a World Cup, I was 20. I will be 44 the next time they have a chance to play in a World Cup. So, like, it's been a long time coming, but you're right. Yeah. It, there's There's green shoots there, and it all comes from investing in youth investing in coaching as well that's been so much we talk about this and we have talked about this for as long as you and i have been having conversations both on podcasts and on twitter and wherever coaching is crucial and coaching from a young age and coaching the right way this thing of um like when we were kids it was whatever age group we were playing in you threw the ball out there, and the most important thing was you won. That was all that they, the coaches cared about was getting wins and stacking up wins and things like that. Yeah. You know, people who weren't good enough were left on the side. And we've seen recently that not every footballer is brilliant at 13. Some are 18 before they discover what yeah. their role is and you know what their talent on the football field is. But we're now seeing that more because... There's more attention paid to coaching. There's more attention paid to different aspects. Like, we've thrown in coaches. We've free-kick coaches. We've corner coaches. Like, these are all things that did not exist 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's part of the reason that we are, like, the, the Stephen Kenny thing could have gone disastrously not wrong because they committed to a style of play and a style of coaching that didn't get results initially because the players weren't used to it. Now what we're seeing is that the players know the system works, there's a confidence there that doesn't matter what the other team, who the other team is, whether they're the best team in the world, theoretically in Belgium, or whether they're one of the worst teams in the world in Lithuania, Ireland are going to focus on their game and going to pass the ball around and they're like they create so many chances. I mean, they only won one nil the other night in the second friendly, but they put in the back of the net six times. Like, I mean, like and, and like fair enough, there wasn't a they were all offside, but at the same time. <laughs> It's chance after chance after chance. And it's given it's only there because they've given Stephen Kennedy the opportunity to fail. They gave him a chance to do something different with the under 21s. It didn't go great at the start and it was brilliant by the end. And the exact same thing is happening with the the senior men, where he was it was touch and go whether he get a new contract. And now people are genuinely optimistic that we are putting together in the Mm -hmm. Republic a very, very good side. I mean have to look at the battle for number one for the number one jersey and to realize that that there's a depth of talent there that we haven't had before. The one thing we were missing was a goal scorer and there's there's signs that that maybe that's being found now in a couple of places. So um be very very interesting to see the next years. I think then I think the nations league will tell a lot because I think Ireland the Republic have to take it seriously this year. Um whereas not like a lot of nations like, there's this gap, isn't there, really? The, 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 the really big nations take it seriously. The really bad nations take it seriously because there's a chance for qualification for a tournament. And everyone in the middle... The middle, kind of, the middle tier just... Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... That, that's I, I, like, I'm, excited. I'm excited. You
0: look at, like, on this... notice like Say even teams... Like North Macedonia, right? A couple of years back, obviously things like the nation league helps them on whatever, whatever that group they're in, even if you even do move up and you're not going to progress, but if you move up in the group B say, and you're playing decent teams, that's what you need. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be, you have to get, this is even in in senior level. You don't have to win it and get successful, but if you compete, you learn from like, and that's, I think that's what Stephen Kenny's been trying to get across, you know, he had a great line where he said we could have dropped into um, a low block or a middle block but that's not what we're about. Yeah. A low block we would have just been hemmed in would have been a nightmare. A middle block eventually that would have caved in room pain been paying back would have been a nightmare. That's not what we're about. Let's try and play around it. I did my UEFA uh, B and I think it's now just call your level two it was B part one uh, in Belfast and Stephen Kenny was doing his A license I think I've mentioned this before like, and he took time to talk to us and he was brilliant like, and he was a he was at dundalk no he was dracula or there. Dar- i'm not sure where he was near in Lee, ireland uh and before he went in a stint to scotland i think he went over to the inferno movie. and he was so brilliant so sound so lovely but you could tell then that there was, there was something different there
1: this yeah, was a this man that it.
0: wasn't gonna be driven by i have to do hoofball or whatever or Defend, defend, defend! Sneak a goal to try, just get results, results, results. This was someone that, regardless of what he was going to do, and you can see it now. Like he, he has to leave a footprint on the team, said, rather than. uh and no disrespect to anyone, but rather than just kick a ball long, sneak a win, and qualify, because like, what's the point? There is yeah. no point, especially if you're if and if you're Ireland or Northern Ireland, you're not going to win the World Cup. OK, you're not, unless
1: <laughs> no. something
0: remarkable It's tell you, you're not
1: going to win the Champions You're Cup. not
0: going to win it. But if you can go to the World Cup and you can compete and you can leave a last impression, like that Chile side that won a couple of Cup Americas, we're never going to win the World Cup. All right. But when they lit up the World Cup under, um what do you call him? The bold Argentinian manager. He took Argentina to the 2018 World Cup, Sao Paulo. Mm. They absolutely, like, they took everyone by storm. Like, the hipsters were going mad. I was going mad. People may say I'm a hipster or whatever. Um, they're just amazing. They're, they're beautiful to watch. That's what you want when you're at that level, when you, you don't just have the players that you know are going to have enough to win in term national tournament of, that, of the World Cup stage. Sorry. Yeah. That's what you want. And that's yeah, what he's going like, to do. Yeah,
1: like, you only have to look at someone like Aghwane, like, can he, like, playing it right around him winning the EFL trophy with an absolute screamer at the weekend and stuff like that but like he suits the style of play so the fact that he's not playing Premier League football and I actually I think he will be playing Premier League football sooner rather than later like there's another player 24 most people might have thought that like football had like top level football had passed him by he's Mm -hmm. an opportunity by the way he played like in like in both games to become a top international footballer playing with like brother like but it just goes to show how play we how many times have you and i had the conversation about coaches adapting to the players that they have and one. yeah yeah i know but like it's to me it's just sign of like this is going to sound like the stupidest most hipster thing i've ever said in my life but results are overrated Right. Oh God. No, but they. they I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no. I, I
0: know what you mean. I know what you mean.
1: Manchester United won games with all this other Gunnar Solskjaer as manager. Watching the football wasn't very good. Watching the football now isn't very good. But you know, you know what I mean. It like the 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 actual like. Okay, I'll put it this way. Right, Liverpool have immensely improved under improved under Jurgen Klopp. They play so much better football now than they did before. Jurgen Klopp leaves at the end of this season without, like, say they don't win the league this year. And he leaves Liverpool with one Premier League and one Champions League, despite all the talent and all the football. Would you regret any of the football you played? Would you wish things had been done differently nope. that you got results? No, you wouldn't. Because nope. the style of football is worth watching. It's an entertainment business at the end of the day do as well.
0: S- do you so. see Do you see the season that we went to Kiev? That's been my favourite Obviously the two trophies the end of the season, the COVID one was so weird, but that that can't be, I can't compare that to anything because I got to finally see us win a league title, so I can't, won the Champions League the year before and it was amazing season chasing City, but see the other one, because that was the first one mm. where we were back on the big, we so were back in the Champions League, but we also went back went back to the Champions League final and I felt like we belonged there and you knew you knew what was coming. You knew from that season we were going to be here and we we're going to compete under him. That season was so joyous. City 3 0 at Anfield in the Champions League and then beating them at Eddie Had the Roma games. It was just so special. So special. Some of the moments, like it was it was the anniversary of the City 3 0 today. Oxley Chamberlain screaming into the top corner. Anfield that night. It just was such a special, special time. So. No, I I know what you mean. People will say if he finishes this season and he doesn't win anything else, what a failure and good luck to him. I won't because I've, we've had the best days of our lives. Some of us Liverpool fans, regardless of what the outcome is going to be at the end of the season or the following or whenever. But Yeah, I I do get your point. It, it is and and that's that's how I think people should start, especially if the smaller nations should start looking at their international football. Yeah. If your team can leave an imprint, a footprint, an imprint on international football, um, then your team has done more than a lot of the teams with a lot more players are going, Like, and we're going to move on now. I promise. England got football. a good group. England got a good England. We're going to about basketball as well, and I don't tell Britain. England got um a good good draw for the World Cup, and they also a lot of the English media were laughing at Italy for getting knocked out of the World Cup. Italy have won a Euros. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, okay, you didn't qualify for a World Cup, but you have already won last summer the Euros. And a summer after we'd gone through COVID, where Italy had been absolutely bollocked by COVID, which we all know about. And the, these players came to England after their group stage or whatever and won a Euros, beat England in the back, around on one of Euros. I just, I find the whole thing embarrassing. By a lot of the english media laughing at it and saying look what's going on and blah blah we're going so what you're going to the world cup and guitar who cares do you know what i mean look what italy have done like <laughs> like i think i'd much rather have been in italy's situation I, honestly i'd rather have a a major trophy in my back pocket already rather than going and because we know what's going to happen when they go to the world cup and guitar anyway We're not that happen but things like that i think smaller nations certainly their fans like us should look at it and think, well, like, under Michael O'Neill, that was such a crescent wave for the whole North. Because they weren't feared. They didn't fear anyone because they wanted to play football. They tried to play football, and they did. But, yeah, I think I think international football here, certain, certainly in the in South and in, in and of Ireland, uh, male and female is in such a good place. And North, we have a Euros coming up for the women, which is going to be amazing. Mm. Um, and then if the men can start to get through and get some results in Nations League, like the South, then we'll hopefully see both nations back at a major tournament very, very soon. Uh, on the club football, Stephen. Yes. We're talking about youth football, and what's coming through there. There's uh there's this Spanish young midfielder called Pedri. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but oh dear. During our Euros podcast, one of the Babel members might have said he was over overrated a wee bit, didn't didn't read him, thought he was uh, you know, a bit of the Phil Fodenese about him. Well, what do you think of him now, Stephen?
1: Yeah, I I would like to issue uh, an apology. I <laughs> wasn't hard enough on Pedri. He's actually worse than I even. Ock, oh, Stephen. In
0: two thousand
1: one hundred seventy-five minutes of football this season, he has three goals and two assists. He has a pass success rate of less than ninety percent, and he won one man of the match in all that game. Twenty-six games of football. He's not very good, is he? Like, he really isn't. Like, I don't get the hype. He scores the odd goal, like literally the odd goal that like might you look at the highlights and you go, oh, that's not bad. But then you actually watch him play. I don't know. He just doesn't do a lot. Like, I mean, any of his successful passes tends to be backwards or sideways, you know, um, which as a Liverpool fan and Jordan Henderson fan, you'd appreciate. Um, You've ambushed me. What did you think this was going to be?
0: You've ambushed me. I thought you'd maybe seen sense, but I should have known. I should have no, known. As I, soon as I thought that sentence earlier, I should have known this was a trap.
1: He's just not living up to the hype at all. No, um, Stephen.
0: Stephen, no. You're the you're the same, Stephen, that was yes. that, that didn't read Thiago Alcantara. And you won't admit how good he's playing now. You won't admit it. I know you won't admit it. I'm not asking you about it, but you won't admit it. Pedri, no. Pe- no, no, I'm sorry. No, no do you know what wrong. is? Do you know what
1: his average rating in the Liga this year is? Seven point no, 1. one. out of ten. Like, that's just average. That is like turning up, putting on the jersey, completing a couple of passes. That's it. Like one assist, two goals. He's going to win the Ballon d'Or, and
0: you're going to be so wrong about this.
1: Look, there's a there's more chance Ronaldo wins it again than Pedri does in the next five years. So. Oh, my God, you're so wrong on this. I can't believe it. But tell me why I'm wrong. Like, tell me what I'm missing, right? Because I'm watching him, right? Eyeballs. I keep hearing... I... What?
0: Eyeballs. You're missing your eyes.
1: Yeah. It's, that's, that, that's exactly what it is. He's not passing see, the eye test
0: the, for me. No, we're going to... Right, so two minutes ago, we both agreed that winning is overrated. Yes. All right. So we're going to apply that now to not winning, but to Pedri. So, the stats of... This happens to Thiago. Assists and goals. Alright? Those two yeah. stats. They're used to... To... Um, sort of dictate... What, how we think... And how we think we've seen... A midfielder... An attacking midfielder... So our midfielder play. Which is fair enough. I think, you know, it's fair enough. It's two of their main duties. <laughs> um But... It's the passes before this. If you watch Pedri. If you if I wish... Pardon me, I wish you could get player cam back and just sit and watch him. And I would come down with you to to your to your house and would sit and watch him. And you could see what he does then. Like he's so clever, he's so intelligent with the ball times, the way he keeps it ticking over. I know it's you can say it's cyber in the background passes, but these are important. And then even last night, two dummies for his goal. He's only 21. He was he was Spain's bright light at the Euros. He's gonna be Spain's bright light at the World Cup, you're going to see this. I mean, very, very wrong. He's a special, special... T- I'm telling you now, and and at the minute, He's actually, you're
1: the Barcelona team.
0: You're thinking Gavi. Yeah. Gavi's brilliant too, but when this isn't about Gavi tonight.
1: Yeah, but Gavi, what I'm saying is, if a 17-year-old is 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 catching my eye more than you, and that's not just because I have preconceived notions about, about Paley... <laughs> Ga- I just don't. I, if you were to ask me to name the top ten young players in world football, I wouldn't put Gavi in there. Like I just wouldn't. You would put Gavi in. Or, or Pedri in there. Sorry, I would. i have Gavi right at the top. I probably have Florian Wirtz. Do you know why?
0: You've seen Gavi because of Gavi. Gavi has more energy. Right. Well, so he, he, is, <laughs> he is noticeable. I would have. That's. I was about to mention Gavi. We, at the minute in Europe, we are absolutely uh flooded with superb midfield talents, yeah. Pedri Gavi Bellingham, yeah, Tuchinimi, I can never pronounce that, uh, from Monaco, French midfielder Florian Ritz, brilliant, brilliant player, um. Obviously Phil Foden, we have to mention him. <laughs> he does our right, does alright. Um we have to. Which is, we, we'd be silly, but then... I'd have Harvey
1: Elliott. If we're going like if we're going players in the Premier League, I'd have Harvey Elliott above Phil Foden in Herbie Harvey League. Elliott
0: too, yeah, definitely. Although noticeable that he was dropped on the twenty threes the weekend. Um then you have you've Camavinga, but he's gonna Real Madrid, it, but it's sort of gonna be with steel there, but still brilliant talent. So many coming through. So many coming through, like and I'm pet, pet, Gavi. So Barcelona seem to do this where they seem to bring through two midfield talents at the same time. Yeah. So, the Chavi obviously came through and I was like, he's good. And it's the one behind Iniesta that everyone's like, oh, this this is a special player. I I totally get it on Gavi. I'm not, don't get me wrong. We will save Gavi for another night. But at the minute, Pedri is just very, very special in that midfield. And I hope you will see the light soon, sir. I really do. You ambushed me there, though. That that has been noted and it's live. So I
1: can't believe you didn't see it coming.
0: Everyone, I can't either. I'm actually, I'm actually mad at myself. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I didn't see that ambush coming. Um, we we will talk about basketball in a bit, but to finish it off in the football chat tonight because we're going to talk about the NBA season It's coming to the when it really means something—the playoffs, like. The the regular season could crack, but yeah, you can dip in and out of it. You know, as long as you keep an eye on the results in the morning, watch the YouTube highlights. You don't have to watch every game. But we'll finish off. We're gonna pick me and you, a new uh Premier League five aside from this season
1: only. Yes.
0: Um do you wanna do to wanna to just
1: do a position at position where are we going? Like a keeper, two defenders. And three attacking players of however, whatever shape we want them.
0: A keeper, a defender, and three attackers. Okay. Go. Can I chuck a name out first? Go on. Jose Sa from Wolves.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: Alison Becker, <laughs>
1: I was going to say, it's like, it's really hard to pick a, pick against Alison. Um, yep. Ramsdale was in with a shout there for a while, but I think he's gone off the boil a little bit. Um, I quite like Robert Sanchez,
0: um,
1: yep. but that I don't even need that if I was trying to get him in on a budget. Like, are we is there any sort of like Nope. Is it one player per team? Is that the way we're are we, is? Is there any way of restricting this? Like, because that's otherwise we will just pick like five or <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do so one player per team.
0: One player per team. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, if if if, if that's the case, I'll go with Saad. And yeah, as keeper as well. Yeah, just okay. to, to say that. Yeah.
0: Saad's in. Right. Um. Defender then.
1: You have Alexander, to turn over
0: here. Okay, that's your one Liverpool player. Oh yeah, fuck no, Rudiger Go, Rudiger. Rudiger, interesting. Um, I was gonna go with Cancelo. I think he's been Man City's best player, if I'm honest, of the whole season. Kevin De Bruyne is a freak show and has been quite good recently. Raheem Sterling's popping up with a few goals and assists recently, but I think over the whole season, I think he's been their best player. Hmm. Well,
1: I'm going to take De uh, Bruyne for, for midfield, so we <laughs> be in my <laughs> midfield. So
0: <laughs> I thought you're going to do that, um. Right, so you've we've both gone Sa, yeah. You've gone Rudiger, I've gone Concello. So we're both going to go three attackers, aren't we?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go two midfielders. Well, I mean, it's going to be Salah, De Bruyne anyway.
0: Okay, you played your hand. Fair play. Um, so you've gone Salah, and De Bruyne. Who's your other one? You might as well get yours out of the way.
1: <sighs> oh, a member of the uh, the Babel is going to hate me for this, but it, it's Harry Kane. Oh He's to go at the end of the year. Like I mean, the man has the man has found the scoring touch. Um, I, I, I can't believe I'm doing it. I, I would have sworn for ages it'd probably be I don't know, Tony or Antonio, but like Harry Kane has just found form over the last eight or so games. Um, could have been Son either. I mean, Son has played really, really well as well, but then I feel like I'm just playing with three midfielders and no out and out strikers. So, oh, um, Pep. Yeah, yeah, big brainy myself. <laughs> the five side game. Five-a-side. Yeah, I suppose. Do you really need a? Do you really need a striker in five aside Maybe I'll go with Sun instead. Maybe that's not so bad for 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 JD. But it's still a Spurs player. Sorry,
0: still is a Spurs player. Um, so I'm gonna go this season. So I've gone uh, Sa, Cancelo. Uh, I'm gonna go with all oh, uh, attacking forwards slash forwards. Um, So there's a lot of... Well, Kintel, not really brilliant. He's a good defender, but it's not really what he's known for, so this could get interesting. I'm going to go for Bakary Saka. No, Bakayo Saka, sorry. Um, I'm going to go for... (sighs) Right. Let me see. There's a couple in my head here that I want. Um, I'm going to go for Mo Salah. That's a Liverpool player. And then I think he hasn't he hasn't let it up per se, but he does score goals in big moments. He seems to always be there with goals in big moments. So I'm now I don't necessarily think he's been one of the top five players in the Premier League this year. Mm. But I'm gonna go for Kai Havertz. No. Just something different. It's Havertz or Keane. We've um, no it's Havertz or Kane, and no, do you know what? I'm going to change. It. I'm going to go Hurricane. Ah, you're right. I'm going to go Hurricane. I'm going to go Hurricane.
1: It makes sense. Kane,
0: Kane Salasaka, <laughs> Cancelo, and then good luck, sad back there. um, because the other four lads are doing no defending, <laughs> that's going to be Mang. So Mang is. So just a recap for everyone that's home, and we'll put these up afterwards and we'll ask the rest of our team to pick theirs. I mean, Johnny, I mean, Arsenal getting beat 2-0 to minute as we speak, so Johnny's going to just absolutely despise both of us. And um, Sa, for fellow and Nets, people in Nets, yeah. and with Concello from Man City. I went Saka, Salah, and Kane up front. Yeah. That is... Stephen went with <laughs> Salah, Sa as well. As well. Rudy here. Tony, just Ru- Chaos. And yeah, just just chaos. chaos. Yeah. Um. Rudiger, Salah, Son, and De Bruyne.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a lot. Like, get the how are you getting the ball off that that attacking trio? Like, you know. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. I was going to challenge yeah. you to like uh, a, a five aside from the bottom half of the league. So from like Leicester City down, but uh, we might do that another day. No, go on ahead.
0: Um, get let me get the table up here, folks. If you're watching this, I'm sorry. Should have this earlier. We didn't. Well, I, I, I can
1: then make my 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 Robert Sanchez picking goals. I think. Um... At the back, Matty Cash maybe from Villa. He's had a decent season. It feels like. Feels like in five, in five aside, he'd be good at like you know setting up moves. Um, I think Tony and Emmanuel, Emmanuel Dennis as well. Who's my fifth? Probably needs to be someone from Newcastle or Leeds, doesn't it?
0: I'm gonna go with Mang. You want me to yeah. tell you Mang? Yeah. Emmy Martinez and Goals. Nice. Um Liam Cooper at center half. <laughs> <laughs> um I like them. I like them. Um No, actually, sorry. No, sorry, 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 sorry. Emmy Martinez and Goals. I only just saw where less there were. and Martinez and goals. Um I'm gonna go with No, well, I'll keep it the same. Liam Cooper, center half. Then I'm going to go Alanson Maximan. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Yuri Telemans. And even though he has been not great since he's come back, I'm going to go with Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front. Oh. Yep, interesting. Mm. I'm gonna write that down actually, so don't forget it.
1: (laughs) Maybe I do need to play a center half (laughs) rather than a fullback. Um, I I like the idea of just like because I I was going to go with Alexander Arnold in the first the first slot as well because I like the idea of an attacking defender. Um, no, I'll go with Sanchez, Matty Cash. Dennis, Tony, and I suppose Rafinha. I suppose oh, I need good a good shot. Yeah, I need good a
0: midfielder shot. in there. So good
1: shot. They're decent um, teams.
0: They are decent teams. Actually, you think they'd be a lot better for themselves? Yeah. This why
1: football is played at eleven a side, not five a side as well. <laughs> Maybe they should make it a
0: five a side, Steve.
1: Uh like the like the way the Sky Sports used to do the Masters football.
0: Yeah, that
1: was incredible.
0: That was incredible. Um, so we 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 wanted to talk about the NBA as well tonight. Yes, because old school bubble screen to finish off the podcast. Um, on the show, and thanks to anyone that's been listening or watching or whatever you're at. Appreciate it. So it is getting into the crunch time of the NBA. The playoffs are due to start uh, in about two weeks. If even. Your Warriors are in. Yeah. They're Just, in the playoff. They're third seed. Probably going to stay third. Don't think Dallas will catch them now. However, they'd want to avoid Dallas <laughs> in, in the playoffs. How do you find... Where do you think the Warriors will land this year in the playoffs? Where will they get to?
1: I think... I don't think I... I don't think I... Felt they get to fifty wins this season, so everything from here is, uh, is bonus. a bonus. Yeah, like I mean, Dallas. I don't know. Dallas feels like the I. I don't believe in momentum, but Dallas feels like the form team. So I don't know. I think look, it it feels like. They were really good at the start, seeing that first month where Curry, Green, Andrew Wiggins was playing probably the best basketball of his career. Kate
0: mm-hmm.
1: Thompson was due back. It felt like something special might be happening uh for Golden State, and it kind of has petered off. And it's the only thing consistent about the Warriors recently is the inconsistency. Um, I think they'll win. I think they'll win around. Um, but I don't think they'll go any further than that in the playoffs. But I think that's a massive bonus for for the Warriors because it always felt like next season would be the year that yeah. things might get back to normal.
0: Getting Clay back has been brilliant, it just hasn't obviously worked out for him as you would have wanted it to. But it's again, it's all about getting minutes in his legs, probably really, and trying to get rhythm. And then you never know, like, as well. The other night, they hit was a eight threes in a row or something stupid. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like this sounds silly, but that this is what the the Warriors are capable of doing this under um Steve Kerr. They're cable and, and all it takes in a playoff run, and I know you don't agree with this, is is something like momentum, is to get something going. You get one big win in a series. Say you start off with they win say a game six or, or game seven even supplemental and they win a crunch and then a Goes on from there, and and people get injured, and in, we've seen it, People get injured in playoffs. KD getting injured, uh, things happen, and then it keeps going and keeps going. And like Steph Curry gets a hot hand. Next thing you find yourself is in the in conference finals, and then it's again like, what's going to happen here from now. But yeah, I, I do. I would be shocked if they won the Western Conference myself. Um like, I just think there's a couple of teams, not two teams, definitely that they'll want to try and they'll not want to play out until they yeah. get a conference finals because the Mavericks are... Luka Doncic it is just, just ridiculous. And what Chris Paul is doing with Devin Booker at the Suns and fair play to them too, coming back from last year and getting beat by Janice um, and then just looking even better, yeah which we don't see happen that often, like um has been special. I... I think it's still a season too f- two soon yet for Luca and the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. I know this sounds really, really stupid because obviously, if you look at the table, it's what it says, but this just has Phoenix Suns written all over it. Doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. That's what, that's what it feels like to me as well. Um, and like, it's hard to. N- it's hard to not want that to happen either. If you don't, if you know what I mean, like it it, it it's it's not a win if you grudge. like the books last year. Like it's it's it, it, there's there's very little fault to find in the Suns championship if that if that makes sense at mm-hmm. all. Like, um, and I think it's what you were saying about like Devin Booker and you know the the quality. That they have shown against the bigger, like it's it's almost as if they've played the regular season with the intensity of a postseason, and that's still going. Yeah, we've seen Mm. the we've seen the formula in in the NBA over recent years is to sprint the start, coast the middle, and sprint the end. And the Suns' Mm. intensity just hasn't let up from the start. (laughs) And that's what that's that's the difference. Like now, the question you ask yourself is do they have any do they have another gear for the postseason that maybe some of the other teams have? That's the question they have to answer. Um personally, I don't know if they actually need that much of another gear, but I do think there's just the nagging doubt. Um because the playoffs are a different beast, and I, 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 you know, like you've watched enough basketball, you've watched enough American sport, to realize that the regular season actually counts for very little because of the nature of how sport is set up. And I don't know, i uh, I'm seeing, I'm reading all these think pieces about how, like, you know, the Suns are a team of destiny, and you know, they, they, they just have to maintain what they're doing to. to to win it all and i'm just not so sure i'm just not so sure at all um am i wrong on this like am i just being am i just being wary for the sake of being wary or do you see that do you see what i'm saying about the the potential i think you see
0: a greek god on the other end of the, I do, and that's it. I and you think, oh fuck.
1: Yes, I don't see anyone else mm. in the east or the west mm. beating this one. <laughs> with Williams
0: getting injured, I uh, as as everyone, even a lot of people that know basketball better than I do, that that snooker the Celtics, and I think the Celtics could have given the Bucs a real long for money. I really do, like uh, especially with him, he can go up against Janice. Now, Luka Doncic showed the other night he can also go up against and go over Janice, which Mm -hmm. was, that was quite the moment uh, when that happened. In my opinion, Janice is still the best player in the NBA. Him and KD are right there. KD is having mental numbers. um, And now that Kyrie's back, they're going to be tough in the East. But Janice is the one you watch every night. Or not Janice, sorry. Luca is the one you watch every night. Yep. Well, Luca Doncic is on, and and also Jokic. Oh, last night against the Lakers, he was so good. Like he was absolutely. Now the Lakers are an, are an absolute nightmare. The um, yeah. Russell Westwood played well last night, I'll always stick up for him. But he did a, he did a very good game last night. First time in his career, he had 10, 10 in a row. He's never done that before. Um, and he was he played well, but they're done. They're one out of there, they don't want to play in, they want to blow that up again. But Luka Doncic, oh I had Finn watching him. Now he knows his basketball, he doesn't know who it is. But like when Finn's older, that's how I want him to sit down and watch. Yeah. Well, like he there, as soon as he gets the ball in his hands, you know something's gonna happen. And then I don't know. And I don't i don't know any Dallas Maverick fans anyway. I don't think I do anyway, so don't kind of annoy anyone. But <laughs> I don't know if he can stay there to fulfill his true potential. Does he need to? I know needs- in American sports it's different because you get the draft trades, you get cap space, you get all this here. Different teams have a lot more money. Different things, or whatever. Blah 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 blah. Players want to go and play with players. There's small markets, there's big ones. Yes. But does Luca maybe need to move at some point, or can he get it done in Dallas?
1: No, I don't think he can win a championship with Dallas. Um, Dirk did, but no, there's no but. I just don't. I just don't (laughs) think he can win a championship with Dallas. So I think, but then. Maybe up until last year, I would have said I don't think Giannis could win a championship with Milwaukee. So um, now I'd argue that took a very special set of circumstances around COVID and some games being played in bubbles and some games not and crowds and things like that. But there's no doubt he was the best player in basketball. And that sometimes, as we've seen over the years, is enough in the NBA just to have the best player. But we've also seen that it's it's not. I mean, you look at Jokic and he's probably like MVP caliber play, but yep. not enough for, for his team to actually be considered title challengers. So there's a balance there to be found, isn't there? Like, I always feel like you need that second guy. Um, and unless the Mavs commit to getting that, you know, um that second guy, I think he will move on. Um and I also think I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm reading the room wrong, but he doesn't seem as appreciated as a player as he should be. Yeah. That. Like he doesn't. Like I don't know um, if they know how special a player they have in their hands. Like Doris
0: was saying this last night, Dorsberg, on the Lakers and Nuggets game. She kept saying Please pay attention to Jokic. I'm telling you all, it was like she was talking to me. Please yeah. start paying attention to him. Please, and the same thing happens to Luca uh, now and again. People be like, Oh, look, look what Luca's done, he's been brilliant, but he should really be at the forefront of the NBA. I mean, and this isn't the European thing, this isn't because me and you're two Europeans. Yeah, yeah. It was not like it's you know, he really they took these two are very, very, very special basketball players that should be at the front of everything. And obviously, Janice is there too, but. I don't know what it is. But I, I do. I do see what you mean. I just. I don't know. On the Simmons podcast, they talked about who they think will leave. He'll not leave this year. Definitely no. not. But there's some players that could leave. other teams that, if they ended up at Dallas, you could. You know there could be something. There could be something pretty special. I wonder what the Lakers do. I don't know what the Lakers do this summer. They can't get rid of Russell Westbrook, unless someone is absolutely mental enough to take that. Contract off two years, mm. it's like 47 million for next year and something for the year after. Pfft, I don't know who's going to take that on. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James left, yeah. But then what do they do with AD? But if you powered AD up with Lugodontic, if you keep him fit, you have to keep him fit, yeah. though. I don't know it's weird like but the, i always tell people that don't watch the nba it is in my opinion it's the best league for
1: talking points oh and that's like it it it, it, it there's so much happens so quickly in it like and the trade deadline yeah. is an actual proper trade deadline where you see like you know important moves being made it's not like the nfl yeah. where like very little happens in season most of the stuff happens out of season just on the Mavericks, what did you think of the Dinwiddie like trade? Like, like a lot of people said that that's just the the shot creator that 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 Dunkage needed. Like, do, do you see it being that effective, or do you think it needs to yeah. be your name? Like, then for him to win, yeah,
0: they need another one. But like, see, you're your right. Everybody talks about two men, or sometimes there's been three main teams right, but um, if Spencer, Spencer Dunwitty, is their second best scorer say, or shot getter, then no, they're not going to. And that's nothing against he's pretty, He's very good, very yeah. good basketball player. No, they're not going to get it. But if they ha- added another one, say they added Tatum, yeah. for dog's sake, it's not going to happen, but you know, say they added Tatum, you'd Tatum and Luca, and then you Dinwiddie as well. Like, do you know, Like Tatum's probably the best wing forward at the minute on form. Mm. But then you look at Phoenix. Booker, CP3, Ayrton. Like, Chris Paul obviously was a huge name for what he's going through. Booker's a young talent coming through but it, it's not like the Warriors you're talking about here. It's not like yeah. the Bulls you're talking about. It's not like that Celtics team with Garnett, Pierce, and Allen, and mm-hmm. Perkins, and, and those lads. It's not that. It's not Lakers with Gasol and Kobe and whoever else. Yeah.
1: But Janice have Middleton. Thing? Yeah. See, my, my, my thing is, like, I think this Dallas Mavericks team are a very different proposition with Tim Hardaway Jr. fit and healthy. Because then I think okay, this is a team that could make a run. Because I think there's enough support there in terms of being a shooting threat off the bench and stuff like that for the minutes yeah. that the lads are out. They- I think that, but again, he's gone, he's done for the season. So like, it it doesn't necessarily always have to, that's what I love about the NBA is that sometimes it doesn't have to be that superstar name, even though yeah. they do yeah. catch the limelight and they do make the headlines. And absolutely, like the Warriors did it by bringing in KD and LeBron did it by bringing in AD. And like, You can do it that way but also don't sleep on like for anyone who's not maybe like you know as much of an an nba fan as yourself like i mean don't sleep on how much just a really good shooter who can do decent minutes off the bench can make to any team especially a team like the mavericks who have a superstar like it, it can be really really crucial to it so i think my feelings on them would change a lot like but i think Part of it like you said it's not just about the fact that we're European and we're, like I do think there's a disrespect there's a disrespect there to to the European players in the NBA despite what Janice did over the last like, three or four seasons. Um yeah. and when are they gonna learn like when, when are american pundits going to learn that like very very good players that are coming out of Europe and will potentially dominate that league over the coming years, you know, um, it's an interesting one. What do you make of the 76ers
0: and the East? What do you make of the East, the heat? Like there's a team. It's
1: what I said. Yeah. Like the heat are doing fine. Um, like, but they've only like one more win than the Warriors. Like, and I just don't see a threat from the East now. Like with, the injuries with the Celtics. I think the Celtics were right there. Um Williams getting hurt like just soured that season. Like I, I got a text, you know, like from of two two Celtics, massive Celtics fans that I'm in a WhatsApp group with and like it was just devastating like for them. Because they really felt like they were doing something special. I don't feel that way about the heat. Um I don't feel that way about the heat at all. And I think unless unless the suns are playing the books in in the finals I just can't see past the suns really to, to be honest
0: yeah I am the same but if I was any team in in the it, say that it was a open draw hmm. this gun sound silly the team I would least want at the at, would be the mavericks because i just wouldn't trust my team to stop Luke yeah. at and I know I know Giannis, and I know all the teams have played better, and and don't get me wrong, a hundred percent. But there's just something about him, and we saw this in the bubble before memory that unreal yeah. spell. Oh yeah, and there's just something about, it. and I think this, I think this, I think the Suns. I I said I think the Suns will win it, and providing them where teams land and teams fall, and we had in talked with the Grizzlies by the way, which is disrespectful to him. But I think it will be the Suns and the Mavericks in the conference finals. if if the if they fall the right way, that'll be the conference finals, the Western Conference Finals. And in the East, I'd love it if it was this, the Bucs and the Nets. But I don't think it will be. I think it'll be the Bucks, and I think it'll be, um, the Heat. Yeah, me, things well, I mean, but
1: I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, both in terms of what I would like to see <laughs> and what will probably happen. Um, the one thing we haven't talked about is. The grizzlies i think a lot have we like because no. that's a team on a on a good run at the moment Like yeah, run, a freak. yeah. they're coming good at the right time but again yeah. it feels like how much of this is catching teams at the end of the season who don't give a shite and how much yeah, of the, them being on form and i think that's where you have to balance out there so um so yeah, I think, I, yeah.
0: I think that's why, when I mention, that's why I want to talk tonight about NBA and talk about Luca, is because if you watched that match last night, the Mavericks and the Bucks both went at it. There was no messing about, there was no, yeah. um, you know, what's coming towards the end of the season, let's tail off. There's there's another week to go of the season, so there was a time for them to have a go at it and see what's going on. Those two teams looked at each other and thought, well, we're both in the playoffs, but let's seize each other up here. And Luca was amazing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Luca, Luca was the best player on on show. Like he was, and that's. I know people say, "Oh, it's only regular season," but if somehow those two teams come out and they come up against again, Luca has that where he's like, "Well, no, hang on." Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and like I, I, I don't know. I heard him on JJ Redx the old man, the three podcasts, and I just love them even more. And I'm not saying I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. I'm not. I haven't landed on a team properly yet. Until until I think I can go to an NBA game, and then I'll grab someone. Whenever I land in America, at some point, um, I'll try and go to a game and see what happens from there. But I'm a I'm definitely one of the more modern. Used to hear a lot like player fan at the minute. Yeah, and like Luka Doncic is just. I just adore him. I just adore watching him play basketball. He just makes me want to put my phone away in another room so nobody can annoy me and I can sit and watch him for two hours just dance around a court. <laughs>
1: yeah. Can I... Um, go go, go on... ahead. No, no, no you go are... ahead. Um, um, what... No, I was, I was just going to say it, it really does come down to like whether you believe that the month of Late March, early April. Whether you're a contender or not is worth trying. Um, and I think there's 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 arguments both ways. Teams have won championships by coasting into the playoffs, and teams have won championship by steamrolling their way into the playoffs. It's just it's really hard to put. Uh, you have to put an asterisk beside any result at this time of year because you don't know what kind mm-hmm. of win it really is. But I think you're right. I think you know with players like Jamarant and Luka Doncic uh, and Giannis, like you know you've got something special there, and that that transcends form. Um, so I think we're in. Like I know we said that the the final four is kind of feels a little predictable, but it also it also feels like we could be in for like a really good postseason as well. Um Without the Lakers, yeah, without the Lakers, so we don't have to worry with all that bullshit that comes with that. Like, um and like, you know, there's a, there's there's a discussion, maybe not tonight because I I'm just looking at time and and we've gone on for a while, but like, there's an argument that that Lakers squad and that Laker, what they did this year, is the biggest sporting failure that is, there may have ever yep. been. Like. Um, for them not to even reach the postseason and to be out like with with a long time to spare is, is pretty incredible um, and you know people are saying it's a funny one and like people are saying that this is evidence that you know LeBron the player is better than LeBron the GM but they're the same thing and LeBron the GM has as many championships as LeBron the player so I mean, he's had as many successful seasons as he has unsuccessful seasons, um, and it's worth remembering that you know Michael Jordan didn't win every season he played in as well. So don't be using this as a a, a shoe to beat LeBron's MVP and GOAT candidacy uh, over his head. Which it's a failure; it's a massive failure by the Lakers, and it couldn't happen to a nicer team.
0: One thing we will talk about this because well, when the playoffs start, we'll cover the basketball. One thing I, um, and I heard Simmons was right about this today, and and I am waiting on it is, when inevitably, you hear and this is because I'm Russell Westbrook stand that LeBron never wanted Russell Westbrook, and it was never going to blah blah blah. It was all this hate shit shitting. I really really hope I'm wrong on this. When it I I don't want it to. It doesn't come out. I really really hope stuff like that doesn't come out because that leaves a sour taste for me. Really really sour taste. Hmm. um but it's happened before it's happened with leBron before um so we'll see what happens coming down the line but great to see the Laker team just do nothing um all like i'm not I'm, one thing i won't be it'll be a Lakers fan and um, but it, and it is great to see them sort of i, I like the i love the magic Eaters Lakers because it's watching through the Uh, ESPN thirty for thirty. They were good. Showtime was was, they were good to watch, Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't been a fan of theirs. And I'm like, what I want to ask you as well before we finish up. I tagged you on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen this, folks, anyone that follows the NBA or American Twitter. Matthew Johnson was on Get Up on ESPN this morning, where he basically ripped apart the Russell Westbrook trade, and more or less said like, if we had of, we wanted the Rosen. And uh, we wanted DeRozan instead, but LeBron and Russ got talking and they got that over the line. And he's all like, if we'd have went for DeRozan, we could have kept DeRozan, we could have kept Caruso, we could have kept Kuzma, we might have could have got Buddy Hield in." And he's like, then we would be currently talking about how we're going to go to the Western Conference Finals. And I was like, oh my God, magic. Like, somebody turned his filter on. Like, <laughs> Mental. Mental mm-hmm. how magic keeps doing this. It's an interesting one. It's one we'll look at when the playoffs begin and obviously when the Lakers don't make it and what happens then in the off season. But
1: yeah, I should say it, by the way, for anyone for anyone watching live, like the Lakers still have a ten percent chance of making the play in tournament, but like they
0: well. don't want to be in it, so it's not wrong. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. So <laughs> just if anyone's being pedantic about the Lakers being out of the playoffs, that's all. I know what Twitter is like.
0: <laughs> folks thanks very much if you've watched online tonight or if you're watching afterwards really appreciate it thanks for listening to the podcast too as always and um, we'll be back on thursday night for tmb cousin mud will be on although as i said earlier his beloved arsenal are currently getting chinned by paddy Vieira, so his mood might not be as jolly as usual i'll just check the score still 2-0 uh, goals from mateta and jordan Ayu. oof that won't be the result Arsenal need.
1: What happens when I put three Arsenal players into my fancy football team?
0: Well, needed that on purpose. Um as always, catch us on Football Babble on Instagram and Twitter. And um, just follow us at Football Babble Pod. You'll find it across there. The little banner's going across here as well if you're watching the video. And come and support us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash footballbabble. We really appreciate anything you can uh, donate towards us. Enjoy the rest of your week. Obviously, Champions League and the UEFA, uh, UEFA Cup Europa League are back now as well. So enjoy that. And we'll chat these on Thursday. Good luck.
1: Pedro,